Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Ruby's Room, a place where you get an in-depth look at some of your favorite content creators. This week, we have the one and only Passion Pit. Hello. Hello. Would you please introduce yourself to anyone watching or listening and who may not know who you are? Sure, I can give like a rough synopsis. Uh, My name is Poisson Pete or Passion Pit. I am a queer drag queen variety streamer on Twitch and I tend to do a lot of very experimental things um, on Twitch such as like DJing, music reviews, um, music reactions, first listens uh, and a lot of like cutesy queer titles when it comes to like video games and a lot of queer conversations so queer. Pretty much. <laughs> yes. Say queer again. Queer. Yeah, I'm queer. dropping hints on queer. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so usually on this show, we get kind of the original, not original, the origin story of said content creator. So I usually say as a joke that we get on a time machine and we do all of that but um on a serious note i guess uh growing up baby passion who did they look up to what inspired them who inspired them is it hard to just like (laughs) just say like female pop stars like full stop that's pretty much it Mm -hmm. um britney though is definitely like the key influence that i can easily like track back to um seeing the vma performance in 2007 a rocky road but still like the first major pop performance that i watched and was like i want to be that and that was the first like thing to me that i really recall on and think okay that was the first time i actually looked at a person and thought that is something that i would love to do and i appreciate that even though that performance was notoriously messy and horrendously (laughs) performed i still look at it and i'm like oh but um yeah britney's definitely one that i think back to and i'm like Yes. In terms of like content creation, oh, it's it's changed over the years. Mm-hmm. It used to be a lot of inspiration from, oh God, I hate to say it, but like 2011, 2012 British YouTubers, stereotypically mm. like Zoella, um, Jack Scat, and then the Americans, which were like Tyler Oakley and Shane Dawson. Uh, those were a lot of influences that came from like this sort of like online presence. Mm-hmm. Those were the comparisons that I always tried to have, and I dipped my toe into like the YouTube career, and we can delve into that too. <laughs> yeah, I I was just about to go into it actually. Uh, was it was that time period when you first started dipping your toe in content creation as well, due to your inspiration that came from them? I think that was around 2013. Is I want to say it was uh. It's really hard because I've always been on YouTube and I've always had a little bit of a presence, whether that be in 2008 making Club Penguin music videos. Ooh, yes. I know, that's talent. (laughs) Or if it was 2012 where I was trying to make these almost like artsy short films, well, very minimally like short films, but sometimes um, like gaming videos and stuff like that. And I've always had kind of like that push to do it. Um. But yeah, I've been all over the place when it comes to like YouTube, but that was definitely my first introduction to making content, let's say. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've always 
been a presence on YouTube, wherever that <laughs> be, yeah. the Club Penguin, or like in front of a camera and trying to do that. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, kind of like persona. Oof, I definitely, I've, I've been there for sure. <laughs> I think a lot of people were actually, uh, you know, whether we like to admit it or not, we were very inspired by that late 2000s, early 2010s uh, YouTube era and everybody. You know, that was kind of when YouTube started to take off and people were starting to actually, you know, make money, get uh, make a career out of it. And for a lot of people growing up, it was very inspirational because uh, a lot of us grew up thinking that we had to have you know, a regular nine to five and that uh, making content was a rare thing because you would only see people like Britney and stuff like that. And they're so unattainable. You know what I mean? You just look at someone yeah. like Britney Spears and you're like, how the hell do I get to that red, point? Red carpets, especially. <laughs> right. <laughs> to think that so many social media presences are now on red carpets is something way beyond people who even did it in like 2012 when we invented to, um, well, invited, not invented, invited to these kind of like conventions specifically made for them. But mm -hmm. now they could even like attend the VMAs and sometimes yeah. the Grammys if they're that great. I remember Tyler Oakley actually did um, the pre-show for the Grammys once. Yeah. So it's kind of insane to think that it's kind of grown to that mehusive right. kind of <laughs> culture where it's now on, on par with maybe not so like the Britney levels, but it's definitely on the levels of maybe like the Demis and the Miley's. Yeah. And it's kind of bizarre to think that, yeah. Yeah, they're uh, at least in the same building as them in a lot of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the same air. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And uh, that's for sure one thing that I thought never would happen, for sure, either. Because it was, you know, I, I just, I remember, and I always say, I was like, oh, you know, I manifested Twitch because I always grew up being like can I just play video games for a career? Can I just do this for a job? Like, I don't want to make them. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I was just like, I just want to play them. And I, I would do the, the Twitch thing with no one watching. But we, I, when me and my cousin would, like, be together, we would play RPGs and stuff like that. We, we would read all the, the character lines and we would do little voices for each of them. We would commentate with each other. So I had lots of years of training <laughs> before I even knew Twitch was a thing. Um, but when Twitch came upon your life, how did, first of all, how did it come upon your life? How did you find that Twitch was even a thing? I have a rough pinpoint that I know where to make that, but I don't remember the first time I ever heard of Twitch. Mm. Uh, it, it's never really think it's something that I've really like thought of. If there was anything gaming related to watch something, it was always YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, as problematic as the person may be, I watched a lot of PewDiePie back in the day. Same, actually, yeah. That was the first kind of like introduction to taking it seriously. That wasn't a side channel because yeah. I think back on like Joey Graceffa doing like a side channel and having like a KB channel. Um, PewDiePie was the first person who Flobo to me was just doing gaming and that's it. Yeah. And nothing else to it. But uh, the first time that I really recall was when Media Molecule, the game developers of Dreams and Little Big Planet and Tearaway, were doing a stream and they were just playing Tearaway Unfolded. And alongside on the couch was Kitty Powers, also known as Making Kitty Powers Matchmaker. So I saw that as like an opportunity to be like, okay, perfect, because I love what Kitty Powers is doing is at, at the moment. And this was maybe back in 20. I want to say like 2016, maybe like late 2015. And at that time, I was like, okay, let's like delve into this, take an account. That means that like Kitty Powers can like interact with me if I like talk and chat and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I found out really 
like compelling to do. So that was my first introduction of making an account. And I never really thought anything of it. I knew a couple of YouTubers streamed on Twitch from time to time. Um, so sometimes I caught maybe like a live stream or something like that. I never knew what VODs were though. So I was always yeah. watching things live. And it wasn't until I knew a streamer called K-pop was um, K-pop with two Ps. She was playing Friday the 13th on stream. So I decided to check out like the stream and she ended up playing with someone that she called at the time in a chat called British Daddy. Um, and after the stream, they raided and they ended up raiding this channel. And then I ended up following that channel and then we became friends. And they are someone who's actually like actively in my life now, Bailey Free. And um, he was the first introduction to me of like doing Twitch and doing this as like a thing because I was helping him out as a moderator because we became friends due to that raid. And it was my first introduction of being told like, why don't you do Twitch? And I'm like, I don't have a PC. I have a laptop that runs like extremely slow. Maybe let's not do that. Same. <laughs> um, so I still did a couple of streams on that laptop, but they weren't great. They were very crunchy. And eventually I was like, okay, let me get like a gaming PC together. So I did that. I got like a pre-owned one. It's still the one that I run off now. And that was pretty much like the introduction to me of being like, okay, maybe we can try this out. So I did it, hit 50 followers, got affiliate, and then I stopped. And then it wasn't until a year later, which was September 2018, is when I probably like kickstarted it and was like, okay, this this streaming thing is now happening. And it just so happened around that time, I was thinking about leaving education as well. And it just worked out schedule-wise and everything else. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's like roll with it and see how this like trucks and goes. So that was really like it. Yeah. Um, so during how did your content change from that those periods of time where you did you know you just were doing it just because and then the content that you started doing last year where you actually took it a little bit more seriously and put more thought into it and actually had the time to put more thought into it how different was, was not it? having a crunchy mic <laughs> that was like the main difference uh, crunchy mic definitely made like a key difference with the stream so the the second i upgraded to this little snowball i was like oh everything's good feels right. nice tastes good <laughs> but i upgraded to this one um like a couple months before i started streaming because i was just sick of like using like a laptop mic and all of that jazz so i was like okay let's like invest in a nice one and luckily as i was getting into streaming it was like perfect um but yeah that i didn't have a cam like I didn't have any cam, it was completely like mic only. I was streaming directly from the PS4 sometimes because they have like the share play. Mm. Uh, I was trying to play like Life is Strange Before the Storm from like PC. I'm sure the frames weren't good. I didn't even know anything about like frames then, oh. so I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, it was just my friendship group. So it was about like four to five people kind of like running in and watching at that time. Um, it was a lot of like talk of with like streamers that I knew as well who would come in and like follow and stuff even if like the content was a good they were still supporting it and that was really like it but it was it wasn't anything that I thought anything of I just was speaking to friends and that was it mm -hmm. um, a lot of just like communication like inside jokes and stuff like that and just playing it like I would if I were on voice to them at the same time and that was really like it so a major difference to like now where there's like a full-blown quote-unquote production right and i think about kind of like every game choice that i do and stuff like that and um it was just like very like free and but it wasn't thought of anything 
because mm-hmm. I, I thought that it was almost like a a safe area that only friends could watch and that was really all that it was i never got any trolls or anything so it was like a very free and area really yeah that's very wa- different that's awesome actually because some people start streaming and i think it's it's starting to become more of um not i guess a problem but a trend i guess where people yeah get into streaming and already have all of these expectations for streaming and making a career out of it. I think Twitch is right now at the equivalent of YouTube in late 2000s, where things are starting to take off. People that are well-known on Twitch are starting to get opportunities in the gaming industry, and they're working in the gaming industry and in a lot of different industries in general. But and people start coming into streaming with all of those expectations. So it's really nice that um, I actually relate to you on that. When I started, it was literally I was on voice chat with my friends. We were playing Overwatch when it literally just had come out at that week or whatever. And I remember we were all playing it. It was it was still free. It was like the clo- the. F- open beta or something before they actually released oh, I didn't the game. even know it was free at some point okay it was like a beta thing that they had for like a couple of weeks and that happened to be the week i started streaming and i streamed with a couple of my friends and i didn't really have that many expectations i was from youtube so i was just like you know i, I just want to have fun on here and uh I was like, there's no way I'm going to be partner anytime soon because at the time affiliates weren't a thing either. So it, that's, what year was this? This was three years ago. So 19, 18, 17, 16. 16. Mm. Yeah. So affiliates weren't a thing. I was just, you know, happy to be here. Eventually I'll get to partner. We'll see. But when affiliates started, I think that's when also expectations happened because people were like, oh, it's a pretty achievable thing. So I want to achieve it as quickly as possible. So people starting started like follow for follow and they started all that stuff that we see these days where people just are thirsty to start monetizing as quickly as possible. And um, I don't know, I think there's a, a, a beautiful aspect of people who joined in the pre-affiliate era where we just started because we wanted to and we just started because we wanted to have fun and stuff like that this is not to like affiliate kicked in about like 2017 right because i think that was when i got into like moderating i think it was like late 2016 early 20 no i think it was late 2016 because i started in like august no, I started in May, and I think September, October was when affiliates started. But it was like invite only. They didn't have the um, oh, road to affiliate thing yet. They were just like doing it to people randomly, I think. Hmm. All right. I think you could apply. To, it's kind of like partner before. You just applied for it, and you just you didn't you didn't know if your stats were partner worthy. You didn't know really anything at the time. Um, but then it turned into like road to partner, road to affiliate, and now you see all the stats that you need to hit, and sometimes you don't even get accepted, even if you hit all those stats. But that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I I was you kind of said a little bit in it about your streams back then versus now. What would you say is like the biggest difference? right now if you want to get into specifics this is the perfect opportunity to do so of like what people can expect nowadays from your streams 
a Poisson Pete stream, I would I would definitely say there is more of a voice there for sure. Um, whether that be about like queer topics or gender topics or just generally anything within the LGBTQIA plus like umbrella, there is mm-hmm. always that conversation there. Uh, there is always a I don't give a fuck mentality, I think, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very vocal about a lot of things from varying from anything, really. And I think before, especially when I got into streaming like a year ago, I think even then there was some sort of like, oh, I can't talk about this. Oh, I can't talk about this mm-hmm. sort of thing. And I felt very like sheltered away from what I could talk about. And now I think I realize my limitations and I know the TOS <laughs> and <laughs> I know my rules. So I know where I can like vary on conversation and I know that if I didn't want people around, it was either they leave or a ban hammer is literally four words right. and that's it. So it was pretty much that that kind of definitely springs to mind and it definitely feels like a major difference. Even if it's only kicked in within the last few months, mm-hmm. definitely I feel like they're because you always feel like that you always have to welcome a viewer in. You always feel like you have to make yeah. them feel incredibly welcomed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like for me, I would like to educate people and definitely make them more aware about queer topics. But sometimes there's only much of a bridge that I can build before I'm like, okay, yeah. you can like jump the rest. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> because it becomes repeatedly like tiring to explain so many like queer topics to them. And I don't mind being quizzed, but now I'm very much easy with the banhammer when, as before, I didn't know when people were trolling about conversations and yeah. stuff like that, or if they repeatedly discussed a topic, or if they were just, they had like a troll mentality, and I kept them around just because they were a viewer, and you have to respect every viewer that you have. Right. But now I definitely put my foot down, like I put that little like four inch heel down, and I'm like, okay, enough. And right. I feel so much more confident about that now. Whereas before I was like, oh no, I can't do that. Like I need that viewer. Like I need this. Mm, Yeah. So that's definitely one key thing that I'm like, okay, cool. That is definitely a mentality that unfortunately a lot of us have when we first start. And for a while too, it doesn't just go away within a year sometimes. So you, you take a while to realize because as you're building a stream and sometimes, you know, a lot of us have um we promote ourselves and we say that we're very inclusive and stuff like that so then that opens another opportunity for trolls to come up to you and say oh but if you say you're inclusive you should be inclusive of everybody right that includes my backwards opinions and at first you're like i guess they have a point i don't know Uh, i kind of you know they're the only person talking in the chat so i guess you know i should keep them around because i don't have anyone else talking but nowadays I'm I'm with you. I even if they're the only person talking in the chat, I'm like, I don't need you right now. <laughs> because you're just you're being toxic, you're turning this into a whole other stream that it doesn't need to be. And in in a different kind of uh, I guess mm, top not topic, I guess, but how do you think when do you think is it is enough for us to be like, you know, I'm done educating you? Because sometimes... Do you mean with a ban or do you just mean letting it go like completely and just allowing them to educate themselves? When it comes to like, sometimes people, whether it's from pure intentions or not, sometimes you're the only queer person that that person has interacted with. Mm-hmm. And 
on Twitch or in person? Just or both, generally, really? yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you feel that responsibility. And I've seen it before where um, people feel that responsibility. They're like, you know, I'm probably the only trans person that this person talked to. I'm probably the only people of color that this person talked to. So I, I feel an obligation to educate them. But at a certain point, you you get tired of being the voice for a whole community when that person could just get educated on the matter. So when do you draw that line? When do you, when do you think is a good time to educate someone? And when do you think is a bad time to do I so? I hate to kind of like say it, but maybe it differs per the person. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, That's why I'm asking like specifically for in you. In a Twitch standard, you definitely need to know if they've, you watch their channel and they've come to you, but because they may not be like a queer streamer themselves, mm -hmm. their environment of their stream is completely different to yours. So then when you yeah. invite them to your stream and you're talking so much like queer stuff, they're yeah. going to be like, what's this? What does that mean? Oh, I've always wanted to ask what, you know, what does, you know, maybe like the QIA and like LGBTQIA plus means mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, but you definitely always need to like consider in the back of your head, how much is it maybe like, 21 questions or how much is it like a, a genuine kind of like response because sometimes it almost feels like you're being treated like a zoo animal mm, yeah actually being genuinely questioned because i've had nights out where i've been repeatedly questioned with a lot of like queer information and stuff like that and i'm just like girl i just want to get drunk and just like dance i don't <laughs> like i like educating especially when i'm drunk and especially if someone's like oh okay i'm accepting but then sometimes you get like the odd person who you explain to and they still say very ignorant things or, mm. you know, like they slip the odd slur and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I don't want to like deal with this. <laughs> yeah. And it happens a lot of time. I'm, well, not so much now, but definitely a few months ago um, at Tops, I think it happened quite a bit where I was a bit sick of explaining certain things and um, introducing like a relationship in like on stream like months ago when I'm now single. But mm -hmm. even then there were so many like conversations about, you know what we did as a couple and stuff like that from right. straight people and i was like is it really like your information to know pauline like do you really need to know that <laughs> right because pauline people still get it in person as well like they get yeah. those questions but it almost comes from like like i just said like it very much is just like let's pod like <laughs> the polar bear until it tells us something yeah and it's just like ugh. i think i draw the line when it just treads like for me where i'm just like okay enough like it's ugh, i don't need who wants to be a millionaire i don't need to be asked right. so many questions in a row and i think as a person you can also see how genuine it is so you just gotta be conscious about how many questions are there and don't be afraid to kind of like pipe up and say a little something yeah. just be like you know don't need so many questions you're allowed to like dm me on twitter if you're like that close to them as a mutual or if they're like a new viewer maybe invite them to the, your discord where there's a ton of like queer personalities in there as well yeah or, for sure Every time you know that they're in chat, maybe don't specifically do this for one person, but maybe raid a fellow queer streamer who is also educational. Mm -hmm. I've done that definitely a couple of times where I would go out my way and um, like sometimes raid like Jeffrey Lag just because I know that maybe someone in chat would be comfortable with another queer personality yeah. or just because I know someone in chat who is straight or a couple of people in chat who are straight could do with another queer streamer who I know is as informed and as well-worded as maybe I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you do kind you... of have to have that oh, kind of like, no, it's like, do you have a, do you feel a responsibility to always not represent the community, but when you're not 
obviously, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I could ask two different questions. I, I was like picking between yeah, two different questions out, and I was like, fine. I can ask two different questions. So the first one is, do you always feel a responsibility to represent the community? So what I mean by that is that, you know, sometimes people may want to kind of blend in sometimes or they want to, you know, sometimes people take advantage of their straight passingness and they mm -hmm. just want to, you know, blend in. I'm just another streamer. Uh, and some people like us um, choose to be a little bit louder, even when it comes to our aesthetic, even when it comes to um, the topics that we talk about, our titles and stuff like that. Do you feel like you you have that responsibility as a queer person or is it just something that you you want to do just because? I feel like there's no hiding myself to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I've, I wouldn't say I've always dressed like this. I had an era back in like 2013 where I thought because I listened to Drake's Take Care album on repeat, that then meant I had to replicate every single like dress code that he had as well. <laughs> but um, I think as I've gotten more comfortable with my femininity and stuff throughout the past few years and doing drag, I do feel like there is no hiding this. Right. And with my visuals that I prefer too, with a lot of like pink and mustard yellows and white and just a lot of, I guess, quote unquote, feminine displayment, Mm -hmm. It's really hard for me to ever hide that. And I didn't think I'd ever get to a point on stream where I would feel so outright queer and mm -hmm. just be okay displaying that. But I definitely do feel like there is maybe something that I do need to, to like take in mind as of late, where starting off streaming, I, I don't know if I ever really wanted to do anything with it. I didn't know if I wanted to be like a queer voice. I didn't know if I wanted to be outright about it. It's only within maybe since like May onwards, I've definitely like stepped my foot down and was like, okay, if I'm going to do anything right now, I'm like post a breakup. We weren't in like a long relationship, but I'm going through like a very traumatic time with myself. I'm not understanding myself and I'm not doing what I want to do on, on stream just because of not having a great PC. Mm -hmm. So I thought if there's one thing that I can do and people are notoriously knowing me for is a lot of like just chatting or at least a lot of conversation that we have about queer topics even if it's not massive mm -hmm. so i decided to kind of like kick the table and was like okay let's go if we're gonna talk queer and i'm gonna have that tag let's go let's roll with it let's yeah. keep going and as time went on and specifically during like pride month of june um i was getting more involved with other streamers about conversation about straight streamers using like the, the queer tag and stuff like that yeah. and allies using it and i was also fundraising for the trevor project as well and there was just a lot of like queer conversation happening during June that I was like, okay, like, fuck it, let's go like full fledged, let's do this. So I do feel like, as someone who streams under that tag, I do feel like I should be vocal about these things. And I feel like if there is the odd straight person, even if they come in trolling, maybe they could have a different mindset of thought just because they've came into my stream and they've heard the things that I say, even mm -hmm. if they've said a trolly thing in chat. Maybe they think, okay, she's got a point, <laughs> right? And <that'd> be enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. I do feel like a lot of people do roll with definitely being more straight acting and straight passing, and that's absolutely fine if that's like your prerogative, then that's cool. Yeah, but I do think it's a really tough one because I I really just want to go out and write and say because I've said it many times on stream that you should also promote these 
outright queer people as well who are also pushing the boat on Twitch. But then I also understand that then comes from a mentality that the gay community has always had where it's almost mask for mask. So mm. you will then support other people who are masculine presenting yeah. or you would you wouldn't go out your way to find like a trans streamer. You wouldn't go out your way to find even like a lesbian streamer. And that's just how it's always been. But I do think that the tag is an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> to say the least. But I do feel like I definitely have some sort of presence that I do need to display by using it. And just for being a queer person myself, especially as of late where I'm going through so much as well, I feel like it's very nice to have that on display. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I also feel I, I, I don't like saying responsibility and I'm sorry I put that in like the question because yeah, okay. I'm like I, owning I, up to it though. Like I'm cool. I don't with somewhat of a responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't because with when when you say responsibility, there's uh, there's a, a little bit of a connotation where you feel almost like obligated to. But um I do feel responsibility as well when it comes to talking about queer topics and being vocal about them. And obviously, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community is so big that I'm not me by myself. I'm not going to be able to represent everybody and I'm not going to I'm not educated enough on every single letter of the community and everything that we stand for as a community. Um, but what, what I can do is promote that people get educated on those topics and people go into people's streams not assuming their gender, their pronouns, uh, and trying to listen more than talk. Because sometimes, and this to go a little bit back to the um, LGBT tag conversation that was had, there was a lot of talking for in, in when it came to like allies and then but when it came to listening to our concerns as a community or at least to the majority of the community there wasn't a lot of listening to those and there was almost for some people it turned into oh i'm just going to support i'm just going to do it anyway because that's the way that i want to support and for those and then there was an opportunity for people who for example came into my streams and they actually had that conversation with me and I was vocal about it and I expressed my side and they ended up leaving my stream being like, you know what, that you actually, you know, made a really good point. And if I am to be a good ally, I should listen to the concerns from the community and then make an assessment instead of bulldozing through whatever opinions the community may have and be like, no, this is the way that I want to be an ally, you know, mm -hmm. but that's a whole other conversation. But I totally agree with you on, uh, I feel like, you know, if you're a queer person in this world doing anything, you should, I think you should have a little bit of responsibility when it comes to wanting to represent the community. And because by doing that, you're pushing others forward and you're pushing people who are not as privileged forward a little bit, you know? Um, but yeah, and I, I say it, this as I a white person too, because, like, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I just really want to add before we move on. Yeah, yeah. Is I think it also creates a conversation of, um, just how much do <laughs> sometimes queer people maybe also sit as allies themselves because i find that some allies out here maybe not all of them but a small majority maybe have supported more trans people than some of these white gays have mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. honestly and supported like black trans streamers as well and it's it's insane to think that even within our own community that yeah. we're not doing as much work as what we could do and 
maybe that's why in their defense so many allies are kind of fighting for that tag because yeah. they go out doing that work and by no means is it like belittling any work that they do it's just that you can never confirm if someone's an ally or not they can say so they can say that they just have it to show support but then creates even more of a conversation there's so many like holes in this conversation that it's really yeah. hard to like pinpoint on it and so many people try to have the conversation of i do this work so therefore i'm entitled to it mm-hmm. but then those people also fight in that then have a problematic pass of queer bait in so yeah you know, there's there's loopholes and everything <laughs> there really is and honestly there could be like a whole conversation about just the tag and the tag usage um but you know, this is about choose, so we're gonna, it you is. know, we're gonna but really end back to you. I am very you. vocal about that, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, when it comes to, you were talking about how you were, you know, you're at the moment, you're kind of, you know, in a, in a phase where you're figuring yourself out, and you're in, in a moment where you're not really sure of everything, and which is totally valid and totally fine. But how mm-hmm. do you manage that being a public figure for all intents of purpose? I know people don't like yeah, the yeah. label of being it's a fine. public figure, but, you know, that's I'll what we are. <laughs> uh, that's something that I continue to kind of like ask myself is that I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Mm. Like, truthfully, I don't. I don't know and I don't know if there is going to be a point where I'm like okay maybe I take like a break from streaming just to see where I roll um anybody out of the loop I currently am very much going through kind of like a gender identity situation where I'm not sure where I sit on the spectrum and I'm kind of figuring out as time goes on but also on top of that telling people that um a lot of people refer to me as my first name and now I'm simply just telling people to call me passion and that's really it. But to some people, I think everyone's been pretty cool about it and very understanding. I've had a lot of like trans and non-binary viewers also DM me quite a bit and just, you know, reach out there and show the support. But I also do kind of understand who people are actually watching and it's like, when well, nothing's like changing, bitch, what's going on? <laughs> but then that that is also common is that people can still change your identity completely and not change their physical appearance by any yeah. means. Um, but for me, I, I don't really know. I had a little thought about it and was like, maybe I should like take a break or not. I think at the moment I'm cool with like smooth sailing it and also with a PC upgrade happening in the future. I think I'm excited to see where that kind of like leads me. And I'm definitely going to do a whole lot more drag on stream. And I feel like doing that on stream definitely will, you know, maybe pull out more of myself mm-hmm. and question a lot more. Um I think it's de- it's dealt with pretty well. I don't have any like stupid like troll questions or anything because I'm not making it very apparent. It's only two regulars who are coming in. And it's also been in my Discord and um, and if I go into like a stream and someone still calls me by my first name, I quickly you know like correct them and they're all good. Like it's never been like a a jolly response because I only surround myself by actual like genuine people. Mm-hmm. So so far it's been all well, but I am intrigued myself to see what kind of like goes on, especially with a streaming presence as well right so i guess i'm just rolling with it and seeing where she takes me and (laughs) seeing what my mind decides to like do but i'm kind of i wouldn't say swallowing it but i'm definitely allowing like my brain to rest and just continue to truck and if my brain is so malfunctioned almost then i'll listen to it but right now she's she's back there she's good she's rolling with herself she's figuring herself out while i'm like 
doing the best that I can do right now with my potato PC, and that's good enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, just rolling. I'm good. Yeah, and just you know, special shout out and a lot of love to people who are you know dealing with transitioning and figuring themselves out while being a public figure. I know I personally have had a, a friend who. You know, when we got to know each other, they uh, referred to themselves as he, and then they eventually had a period where they they thought they were a gender, and then they ended up being um, coming to the conclusion that they actually identify as she, and um, that was I remember that was a very hard journey to watch because um, there is a lot of you know, things that I don't personally go through that I had to see my friend go through. And I never, I didn't understand at first when she would be like, I, I am afraid of clicking go live. And I was like, why? Why? What, why is, what's the big deal about that? And then Which she is would, like through the transition as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and she would get questions all the time. Like, are you a boy or a girl? And, and stuff like that. And, and she was afraid of those questions. She didn't want to deal with those questions, especially at a time where she was dealing with, with, you know, them. And, mm. um, you know, it also didn't help that, her audience was mainly, you know, younger people who watch Minecraft content and stuff like that. So for them, it was really cool. difficult to kind of grasp everything, especially when, you know, when someone transitions and they don't have money, it's like this, you're, the changes are going to happen really, really slowly. So people have that, like you said, that whole assumption of nothing is changing. So why are you saying that you use different pronouns and nothing is changing why are you going by a different name and it was really hard for her and i just want to give a lot of love to anyone going through that when it comes to uh you know figuring out who they are you know both sexually and you know when it comes to gender identity because i've seen it firsthand and it's not easy and i can only imagine how my friend what my friend went through so yeah just a little love to anyone listening you're you're valid you're wonderful you're beautiful and i love you um yeah. so now that um you kind of talked a little bit about it and not talked about it but you alluded to this uh wonderful pc upgrade situation happening which i'm very excited about um how do you see the content present day 2019 passion pit how do you see that changing when it comes to maybe you know late 2019 early 2020 passion pit how do you a dream <laughs> what are what are your aspirations for for that upgrade and what entails to quote, to quote beyonce my aspirations in life <laughs> Uh, it's definitely, like, I see the visuals in my head and I'm really, like, thrilled for them. That's definitely one thing that I'm, like, I can't wait to know how it visually looks. Um, I'm trying not to give away too much because it's not a case of, like, people, like, taking the ideas. But it's more so, like, I want the reveal to be massive. And yeah. then people being like, oh, 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 okay. Well, she was born in us, but, like, we weren't as good in this. <laughs> so let's just say... With DJ streams, they will definitely be bigger and yes. they will definitely be more visual. That's the most I'm giving away. They'll be visual. <laughs> they will be visual. That's, <laughs> I can't give away. No, because I, I just can't. Yeah. Like, 
I feel like a like you know when you see like a singer interview before like an album is released or even like a lead single right. from the album, and they're like, "It's going good. Like it's a good record so far. It's you cool. Any you <laughs> if you're Britney, you hear a lot of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um really cool. Uh, yeah, very visual. I think game wise, nothing is massively going to change. There's definitely going to be more drag on stream because with the concepts that I have in mind for drag streams, they're not possible right now. Mm-hmm. So pretty much saying they're a lot. <laughs> they're not just quote unquote, just getting into drag and playing a game for me. Mm-hmm. I love every single person who does that. But yeah. right now for me, I'm definitely forward thinking and being experimental with my craft on Twitch. And it may sound like very precocious and just a bit much, but <laughs> I just, I just love that. Like, I, I get like a buzz out of doing things that are weird and unique. So, yeah. If, if you can't tell, if no one's watching <laughs> this, purple blouse, very frilly, very ruffles. <laughs> yes. So, and we I love every love every inch of it. <laughs> uh, that, speaking yeah, of very, uh, very of drag, we haven't really dabbled a lot into it when it, in this conversation. So, I kind of want to um, yeah, we can get into the origin of it. So, how did you get into? drag and what was your inspiration oh yes uh, for those of you listening today. it's a it's a stream <laughs> queens fan beautiful gorgeous fan oh, we love her yeah i just got this in the mail today i had a little order for you from dear and i was like i need one so I got <laughs> yes one. uh yeah so what was the question i was distracted about <laughs> getting into drag and uh um, how i got into it yeah 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 so Tumblr was very key to it. I was scrolling through, saw like some GIF from Drag Race, and I was like, what's this? And <laughs> I knew of like drag before that, and I hate that being like the origin story just because of Drag Race maybe holding like quite a problematic place right now mm. for me. Um, but yeah, that was definitely my first introduction to taking it seriously. So I educated myself and I watched a couple of seasons, and I was like, cool. I'm gonna do this <laughs> and I knew from there like that was what ticked for me and I was like this is what I've always wanted to do mm-hmm. and from that I was like rewind 2007 Britney VMAs right that's what I meant that I wanted to do <laughs> because I didn't want to be that performance <laughs> let me right, clarify right. that by no means that performance but I definitely wanted that stage presence I definitely wanted that name and I definitely wanted to serve like pop star Right, and right. that was my way of being like, I could be the pop star that I've always wanted to be. And I don't even have to record the music. I can just lip sync. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that was like the icing on the cake where it was like, I would still like to go through by make my music, even if it's in drag or out of drag. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to go down that road. But I, yeah, de- for sure. Like looking up to like pop queens, I was like, okay, great. That intertwines with the drag. So it took a little while a good few years after that and it wasn't until halloween 2016 that i was like okay let's go (laughs) like this is gonna be the year it took me a while because it was a very rocky road and i didn't know where i sat but before that time um i was really getting into like the the conversation with myself where i didn't know what the label was but it was at a time where i thought maybe i was maybe like a gender or within the spectrum of being trans or something like that and it wasn't until i found the answer of doing drag that halloween that i was like oh okay this is like the answer right now right (laughs) like this is like perfect for me and then following that year um 
beginning of 2017, I did my first ever performance during a competition. I ended up winning the first, I guess, audition of that performance, did like a second audition, one with that one, and then I, I managed to win for my city. Yes. That was fun. That was a moment. That was a moment. And then I was due to like go into London for like the semifinals and stuff, but I had to pull out because education comes first. Love that. <laughs> but I, I don't regret kind of like having that mentality because I feel like everyone should. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then I've done it every single year for Halloween. And then I've done bits and pieces here and there. Definitely. I've done it every time it's been my birthday. Um, with even like this year, I performed on my birthday as well. So that was like a moment for me. It was the same competition that I won before. So felt almost like returning back to it and with like a fresh mentality on like drag as well. So I don't do it as much as I wish that I did. And I definitely do regret not doing it. But um, I feel like once again, it's like the concepts are there, but I'm not pushing them out the way that I want to. And I also have a lot of like insecurity about specifically how I do my makeup as well so it's when I get that truck rolling a bit more and then mm-hmm. I'm like okay this is like good but yeah that's specifically how I got into drag and why it's always sat around but drag has always just been something to me that's it's been so empowering and it's about celebrating my femininity and embracing women like full stop like point back period like yeah. I love Britney I love Kesha and it was like my perfect way of like intertwining the two, taking homage to like so many pop girls discography and lip syncing to them and making them into almost like a movie moment and lip syncing from their discography, mixing it in with maybe like a film dialogue. And there we go. That was me, completely me. There were my interests all in one and also stylistically being exactly how I wanted to present myself too. And it was perfect. And I still see it as that. Like if I was even like caught up right now and was like, okay, girl, you've like won before for this competition, need a gig, someone's pulled out, I'd be like, let's go. I'm ready. Because <laughs> I, I take such pride into like doing drag mixes as well, because I do them all myself. And I've always been like self-taught with music too. So it combines every single passion into hey. one. <laughs> and it it just does everything for me because I can be I can think of like the imagery, I can think of the look, I can think of the sound and how the music intertwines with each other. And I can basically, hands down, throw myself out there and be like, this is me. 100% like authentically me. And people will get it. Uh, Some people will still question it and not understand where it sits regarding like pronouns and gender and what exactly that means. But I know for sure if someone watches me perform or sees like me in drag, they definitely can get the consciousness of being like oh so that's that's genuinely how you feel and how you want to present yourself and those are your all your interests and i love that kind of answer is if anybody wants to know me there you go <laughs> and that's simple enough yeah your Sorry, essence is in there but no i mean for it I mean, this really is a talk it. show i don't know you know if you're aware i've uh... heard of that concept <laughs> no i just i i I wasn't willing to like delve into it as much, but then I started talking about drag and I realized how much it, it, it has like a vocal point in my life. Yeah. Even though I've, it's only been a part of it for the last maybe like three years, but it, it really holds like, I've got maybe like a little handle on my head and it holds like me above whenever I need it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little handbag. It's like when I, whenever I want to pick it up and then whether I kind of like question a lot regarding like gender or I definitely want to embrace a lot of femininity 
definitely like a few years ago that was the answer now i don't feel as much like intention <laughs> to like do it but i still really want to and i still always see so many like pop stars and i'm like i want to do that it's like a dark look i'm getting inspiration <laughs> like right in center so right. the intention is definitely there but i haven't delved into it in a little while but i do miss it dearly <laughs> yes and um this is just like a silly question especially you know knowing what's happening when it comes to that specific franchise but uh would you ever consider drag race uk <laughs> oh, what a lovely question have we got an next one <laughs> ah! <laughs> um i i did consider actually for this season that's released in next month um i didn't audition i had a couple of people come towards me and be like why aren't you trying it out and i was like i'm not experienced enough and i thought you know i wasn't and then seeing the cast for this season, I kind of, like, this isn't any shade. Like, it sounds like shade. But one particular contestant, I was like, oh, maybe I, like, could have. Even yeah. if I just went in the first episode, like, it definitely was something. They clearly, with this UK version, they're not thinking as heavy as they are with the US version. And they are willing to cast people who are still baby queens. And I was yeah. like, oh, interesting. So. I'm, I still think a couple of years down the line, if it's still going, I'll do it. But definitely not like next season or anything. I still mm -hmm. need like the experience and I need to know. There would be a point where I think I know where I feel maybe like polished enough. Right. And that, that will be like the talent point for me. But I'll never say like no, but I also still want to see Drag Race grow into more inclusiveness yeah. and acceptiveness before I put any coin in Miss Paul's pocket. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll wait it out for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll consider it. Yeah. No, uh, you know, you. I feel like I, I said it was kind of like a silly question because I feel like everybody who does drag in any sort of shape or form, they get asked that. Like, yeah. if it's on Twitch, people will ask them in their chat. If they're a non-drag race queen and they're being interviewed for any sort of publication, they always ask that. So I just wanted to have that my own moment of like, hey, would you consider that? I, I've never been asked that question myself. I don't think I've had a couple people kind of be like, would you ever in my chat? Mm -hmm. I've never like straight up had someone kind of like ask me without like humor. <laughs> and right. I feel like this is like the first time of you actually being like, would you? And I'm like, would I though? Yeah. <laughs> I, I still don't know. Like, I think... I'd have to like factor what was happening in my life as well at the time. Like I wouldn't just go out my way of auditioning randomly. Mm -hmm. I would have to factor so much and uh, and the prep for like Twitch as well. Like I'd have to be so smart about how I do it because <laughs> I, I tweet right. quite a few times a day. I I'm I have like a schedule that I run off on Twitch as well. So I'd have to be so tactical. I'd have to have like someone run over to my house and press go live but have like a pre-recorded video I'd have to, like, yeah i'd have to be oh no i'm giving it away yeah but, <laughs> but maybe like just dance streams or something like for an entire month suddenly there's like an event and yeah. i can't read the screen because i i knocked my eye or something <laughs> so <laughs> you're all gonna have to like talk to yourself and i'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to like peep everyone's schedules so that someone can like plan the raid and I say it on stream and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, 
<laughs> so, no or you could always be very vague, like you, like when you're rating someone, oh, you're like, "We're gonna rate this amazing this person. <laughs> we love them," and then <laughs> just you have someone doing that for you. Oh, they're playing that. Oh my god, I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> then it rates like a Dead by Daylight streamer. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's a really interest. It's gonna be really interesting when someone from twitch specifically does it because we've had people mm. from instagram i think kimchi was the first one from instagram that was yeah, like I mainly an instagram major yeah um and then we've had youtube queens go on on drag race and i think mm -hmm. it will be really interesting when it comes to twitch a twitch drag person going to drag race because yeah. it's live so it's gonna be it, there's Either, like, they're going to be clocked right away, and they're, it's going to be like, yeah, they're, you know... The person's like, I need to go on a hiatus because I need to figure, like, things out. I need to go on a yoga retreat, and everybody's like, drag race, got it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be really difficult, because with YouTube, you can obviously schedule stuff. You can yeah. do reruns on Twitch, but it's not, like, believable. Yeah, <laughs> if you do reruns for a month, people are going to be like, mmm, sis. <laughs> Although I don't I know if it's a month. I can't think that, of how yeah. you would do it. I, I think maybe fake streams is maybe like the answer. But yeah. it's just, it's a chat inter interaction that I think every queen on here does. Mm -hmm. So it'd be really hard to just not do it without telling right. anyone, like at all, not even like the mods. It'd be hard. Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that's going to be really challenging. And, you know, I'm excited because I feel like it, it, it why not? I feel like. This is no shade to like YouTube or Instagram queens, but you know, a live streamer would get more of an advantage over someone who does pre-recorded because that's their criticism sometimes on those TV shows. They they go mm. in and they're like, they're a YouTube queen. They can pre-record everything. They have multiple takes to do this. But when it comes to someone from Twitch, all their content, they have to be entertaining right there and then. And you see so many amazing queens specifically from stream queens that you go on twitter and you see all these amazing hilarious moments and all of that was live all of that was improv all of that was them thinking of it in the moment and um i don't know i just feel like a twitch queen would uh would slay the competition if they were to ever enter the drag race franchise which has its you know problems of course but then there's there's also the the conversation not to put like a, a taint on it love a taint though but <laughs> but there's also the situation where how much talent do the string queens have and have they lip-synced do they know how to sew and more that would be the question for sure yeah and I, I i feel like a good majority of them haven't actually performed and stuff and i find a lot of people come into the streams and are like why aren't you on jack race and it's like Mm -hmm. They have the look sound of a T and a, a lot of them have never like performed or they would, they wouldn't like say no, but the opportunity isn't like there for them. Mm -hmm. But funny enough, I feel like if they ever asked that club with their presence on Twitch, they could do it in seconds, but right. their comfortability is, is in streaming and playing a game and creating conversation and showing them a golf and stuff. And it's, it's really difficult to demand almost like a presence of them being on drag race mm -hmm. when the, all of what goes into Drag Race isn't completely there for them. And it, it, I don't know, it's it's really interesting. And I, I'd love to see it happen. But mm -hmm. then I'd also be intrigued to see how 
when and how, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if they just would without even knowing how to like perform and stuff, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be into it. Yeah. But interesting though. Yeah, I mean, the, and and that's before anyone, I guess, jumps on you for that. That that is like no criticism whatsoever. Oh yeah, for sure. There are multiple the queens things. in the in the club scene, for example, and they're only, you know, some people get criticized when it comes to drag race. You have to be so well rounded that you could be the best performer and be critiqued for your looks. You could be mm-hmm. the best host and be critiqued for your makeup you could be you know an amazing personality with amazing makeup and amazing sense of humor like a stream queen for example but be red because they don't make their own outfits or you know they may make their own outfits but they may get criticized because they don't have a stage performance background and you see that with drag race already too like there's queens that have been on it that um don't have experience performing and and some of them are amazing performers and some of them aren't. And uh, it sucks because there's a, a time capsule there that will follow the queens no matter how great they become. There, there will always be that time capsule where they, still to this day, some queens are like critiqued for their messy hair on Drag Race. And they're like, have you seen my wigs these days? Like, Eyebrows. You know what I mean? Like queens get critiqued and because Drag Race is such a, ca- a time capsule that... You could watch someone who's been on a season this year, you could watch their episode or their season in 10 years from now, and people will critique them from who they were today. You know what I mean? Especially uh, especially with someone who streams every day. Too. Yeah. If that audience then comes over to Twitch, the constant amount of maybe like jokes made during their stream about one particular thing that they fuck up on. Right. <laughs> it's almost similar to how that happens on like Instagram lives. But the difference is, is that you aren't making coin from Insta live. You are making coin as a Twitch streamer, yeah. especially if you're on the level of like a master stream queen, particularly in like Deer's Lane. You're and right. it's, it's, I don't know. I'm so like intrigued by it. At the same time, I'm like, I want to protect them all and be like, no, you yeah. shouldn't have like, <laughs> the way that they do. And I know a couple queens um, within the team also, um, like camp pad and do do like full body i've seen elix multiple times do it i've seen um deer and i've seen a couple queens here and there but then there's also the conversation of how many queens don't like dress from like the waist down right because with (laughs) streaming cams being like yeah with streaming cams and stuff like being cut off at a certain point how many of those queens don't just put in the look from the waist up Mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of comparison to how people treat it with like Instagram queens and yeah. stuff and like Patreon queens. It's always that conversation where it comes into play, and I don't think it's much different from Twitch. But then there's no absolutely no discredit because it takes a lot of like balls to get on here for sure. Oh yeah. So yeah, let's stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> let's see what happens. <laughs> I just you know that conversation just randomly happened and I let it happen and it was yeah. wonderful you know it, it made us think I think neither of us came into this conversation with the intention of talking about this and then it ended up happening and both of us kind of I noticed both of us were kind of thinking about it and it, that's I think I like those moments when it comes to uh these conversations because sometimes it's you're like oh I hmm interesting let, let me actually think about that um yeah instead of like preparing everything, I guess. Um, 
But yeah, that was uh, an awesome. Uh, thank you so much for for talking to me today on on, on this podcast. And um, you can find it everywhere on you know where you can listen to podcasts on YouTube on Twitch. Um, so before you go, do you have any um, any I guess last words when it comes to like you, anything you want to promote? Anything specific? My belt get shot. <laughs> no, <laughs> my last words. I knew that this. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that phrasing was not gonna be the greatest, but you know, I tried. Uh, but yeah, would, is there anything else? A, say, a message you have. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> stay tuned. See what the possibilities hold for me in the next few months. Definitely with a PC upgrade. I would say stay tuned for more drag. I would say if you are intrigued by anything that I've said today, and you are, um intrigued by a lot of like queer conversation or you are a part of the queer spectrum and want to enforce more conversation pop by like a stream as well and uh yeah just let's see what the future holds i'm really excited to display all of my creativity when i can Yes, I can. I can speak for uh, for everybody in uh, in watching the stream as well because this is actually being recorded live while we stream on on Twitch, uh, and I can speak for everybody when I say that we're very excited for your upcoming journey, even for your current journey. You know, every every everything will lead to beautiful places, and. Um, yeah, if you're watching this live on Twitch, there is going to be a Q&A afterwards. We're going to do a little post-show uh, hangout session with passion. So uh, that's a little bonus for those of you watching live. But for those of you watching and listening to this later, I love you and appreciate you as well. Uh, you can find us on me. You can find me on Proje at Project Ruby on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, The Project Ruby. And uh, where can people find you? passion it must be nice to have one name on everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh twitch you can find me on passion pit with just a one t on twitter you can find me on passion pit with two t's on instagram you can find me on a passion pit without two t's and just a one and that's pretty much kind of like my my active social media but then i also talk about a lot of film as well and with a very unknown account um if you're intrigued about my film talk you can find me on passion flicks Ooh. So there's that, yeah. And that's on Twitter. And you can also find my letterbox account, which is letterbox.com forward slash passion pit where I talk about more film. Yeah. So you get an order there now. All the places you can find passion and follow their journey from today onward. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yes, let's do it. Uh, thank you so much again. And uh, we will see you and talk to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.